in the smallest room in New York City. Comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Man, a lot of shootings. And and I know that that's every show starts out the same these days. Oh, the shootings. <laughs> a lot of shootings. Out loud. However, uh, how about some numbers here? Uh, the uh, let's see for 2020 so far. Going into August, the the shoot number of shootings has now overtaken uh, 2019. Wow. They are up by 71 percent. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the number of shooting victims uh, uh, victims now is up 76 wow. percent, and has likewise passed last year's total for the year mm-hmm. uh, of last year as we head into. Uh, yeah, uh, August. Now, homicides are lagging behind, only 29%, except transit homicides, which are up 100% ah. from two to four. So, I mean, they can't, can't really make that a thing, right? Wow. Uh, and now, uh, uh, the, the New York City Crime Report simple projection mm-hmm. for 2020. I'm going to say total shootings, 1,314. That's, that's where you go. That's where you, that's but, that's where we're pinning it. One thousand three hundred fourteen. Yeah, that's how I extrapolate. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, if you do the, if 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 you have like a very simple mathematical mind, you know, and you and you're like, oh, to see the number of months, and then you divide right. that, and then you multiply. It's it's three little operations in a row that I like to call, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I like to call the New York City Crime Report uh, system of projection. The algorithm. Me now, Thomas Palladino, what's happening? Hey, Thomas? Pat, what's going on? I'm just sitting here talking about crime for the first time yes. in a couple of weeks. My apologies what? to the listeners. I mean, good God, uh, we could have oh, been doing God. this, but you know what? I've been overwhelmed as of late. Over, I, I'd say a lot, I've been a lot a of things going on over in late. Pat Dixon land over there. There's a well, Pat. Dixon. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's it. Should be one of those at Disney. <laughs> Pat Dixon Land. That's yeah. how good my life is. It's a, it's a it's a separate theme park. Pat Dixon Land. <laughs> yeah, Pat Dixon Land. It's a it's a gall world. It's a after gall all. world after all. Uh, the hall the hall of ex wives. Yes. Soon with a new member. Uh, actually, yeah. Yes. Oh. The Hall of Ex-Wives. The, uh, yeah, whatever. Yes. Uh, that pretty much ends it, I guess. So <laughs> here we are. 2020. And it's hot as fuck. It is. And, uh, you know, and I like it. Uh, and, and look at this. I, I, I knew it. Do I even have to tell you? Who? Look at this. Oh, oh dear God. Ah. Oh, yeah. Mindy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did she hear? Is, it, was it, it where it, her it, ears like, ringing? I just told her. I just, <laughs> I just told her. What I was gonna be doing, and she's like, "Fuck that! I'm calling anyway." Okay, he can. Wait he can. A few minutes <laughs> and call. Right. What until I know that he's already gotten everything, got the ball rolling, and then call. Yeah, just right. So. Mm-hmm. Whew, what could breaths. she possibly have to say right. that she didn't say, oh. you know, ten minutes ago? Why do I care? Right. Exactly. Here, here's my phone. Here's my phone ringing again. Who? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, this one I'm going to take. Oh. Hello. Okay. Hey, what's happening, Seth? No, not a lot. How are you? I'm fine. What are you What are you doing? Well, I was about to take my dog for a walk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's. Uh, I, I, I'm really. I'm. I'm. I, I like getting the call from you, uh, and I wish I could take it, but I, I, I'm. I'm doing a New York City Crime Report with Thomas Palladino. Uh, say hi, Thomas. Oh. Uh, he won't be able to hear you anyway. Hey. Uh, okay. This is the most confused I've been in like forever. <laughs> right now, and my, my Mandy is also calling and wants FaceTime. This is, oh. I, 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 this is the most complex All moment right. of my whole month. 
sounds it. All okay, right. well, I'll let you go. <laughs> you can't wait to let me go. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Uh, now, what does one usually do? You should. I should turn the phone flat fucking off is what I should do. I'm not going to take the call from Mandy. Yeah, I do, I do do not disturb or airplane mode. That's usually what I do. We had an event the other night, though, uh, at, yeah. uh, out in Queens, uh, White Stone. Okay. Uh, yes, Casa Paladino. For, um, Curtis Sliwa. Uh, yes. who is uh, running for mayor. Uh, and, and I honestly did not know that, that he was running, and now I know, and I'm excited. Uh, he's, yeah. he's, he's a great candidate already, I mean, the, from he everything is. that he says. Very plain-spoken. Uh, he, he's the anti-de Blasio, I think. Most are trying to improve their life. Most are going to their jobs. What? You get them on a nickel and dime bag of marijuana? Do you know how many of your own kids would have been collared on a nickel and dime bag of marijuana. And let's get real here. So it was abusive, and we're paying the price for that now. Pat Lynch was correct. We turned the community against the police. When all of a sudden, Cuomo and uh, Comrade de Blasio said, oh, we got to enforce social distancing and wearing a mask. And they wanted the cops to go in and intervene. What did Pat Lynch and the other union leaders of, of the PBA say? Don't do it. You're going to turn the community against it. But they don't care. They don't care because they've never been in the streets. They have no idea. So you use stop and frisk when it's appropriate, when there's probable cause. But you don't use it the way Bloomberg and Kelly were using it in the last four years. In fact... Uh, it was thrown out of federal court and by a judge that I didn't like, Shira Shinlin, who ruled in favor of John Gotti Jr., who tried to have me uh, kidnapped and killed, as you know. So uh, she's no friend of mine. But actually, on the arguments, the city was on limited standing because of the way they abused stop and frisk. Quality of life, zero tolerance, absolutely. Broken windows theory, absolutely. Getting the uh, street crime guys and gals back out there, the undercover units that are so good at eliminating the gangs and stopping the, the flow of guns. Ever since Dermot Shea disbanded them, you've seen this horrific uh, rise in violent crime. I would double the number of street crime cops. They took off 600, trained additional cops, put out 1,200. That's what we're going to need to get control of the streets. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, hi, Curtis. How are you? Uh, emergency powers. It looks like de Blasio is going to keep them. Would you inherit that? Would you? Are you going to make that a campaign issue? And uh, how long is the city government going to be deciding what businesses can, can and can't do? Executive uh, powers, as you can see, have turned both Cuomo and de Blasio and many of the governors and mayors around the country into little dictators. They were all afraid that Trump would become a dictator. He did. He said, hey, you states have to figure it out. What a mistake of having these executive powers. They'll never give them up. They'll never give them up. I guarantee you this. I will take Salt Peter on my first day in office and give up executive powers. Yeah. And return leadership to what it is. And that's where the people have a say, not just to have in Duce, Cuomo, and Albany, and a mindless, drug-induced 
person who is on a mission, I don't know what his mission is, Comrade de Blasio, but hopefully in 15 months he'll find a purpose for his life as a painter somewhere in America, maybe back in Cambridge yeah. where he was hatched. He is, he is. I mean, I think that's really what he's going for also. I think he wants to be the anti-de Blasio. It's taken a little bit of prodding to get him. He, he's thought about it in the past, but I think it's gotten to the... Because, I mean, he has his radio show and everything. I mean, this is a guy that doesn't really have a whole lot to prove. And to be honest, aside from his, like, media persona, he's actually a very shy and soft-spoken guy. That if you actually sit down and talk to him, he's not, like, this boisterous, like like outgoing guy that you that you would kind of expect him to be so it so it took a little bit of prodding for him to get to this point but i think he saw that there really wasn't anybody else any other republican that was going to have a chance in hell of you know coming out on top in the mayor's race this this you know in 2021 and uh you know i i i think that he has a good shot i mean if his campaign is run the right way and he and it's all and it's all done well i think that he does have a good shot at it at this point you know there you know be nice uh, yeah i mean look this is a guy that's that's lived through the city at its absolute positive worst like he's he's seen it he's been there he's lived it he's you know he's been shot he's been stabbed he's uh, you know so so he's in a good position to actually speak to a lot of the problems and basically say like look listen everybody I've been here. We don't want to go back to where we were, and here's what's got to be fixed. Yeah, and he's still actually slugging away, literally mm -hmm. out there at, in front of the uh, Foot Locker. You yeah, know? he got his jaw broken. He just got he just got his jaw broken two weeks ago. That's why yeah. he grew. The, that's why he grew the beard because he because he was all because his face yeah. was all messed up. This is a sixty something year old guy who who does not need this shit. Like no. he definitely. <laughs> is doing it because he cares not because he you know he does not he does not need to make any more of a name for himself he doesn't have to prove that he's a tough guy but he doesn't be but he's out there doing it because he actually cares and say what you want about him uh he is somebody who does care about new york city and it's funny that you mentioned that he's kind of a shy guy uh, despite his persona in in fact in direct opposition to his very outgoing right. well-spoken you know yeah when he speaks he speaks with a lot of uh authority yeah. I don't know exactly how to explain. If you've ever heard him talk, which most of you probably have, you know what I'm talking about. And I'm actually, you know what, I'm kind of similar because, you know, believe it or not, uh, and I say this to people who don't know, uh, when I'm not doing the show, uh, you know, I mean, on the show, I have this one personality, but, you know, behind the scenes, kind of a prick. <laughs> Kind of, kind of, kind of an insufferable. That doesn't prick. come across in the show uh, at all, though. Uh, no, exactly. <laughs> that's what. Nobody <laughs> would ever get that no, sense no. just for watching. <laughs> that's exactly my point. Yeah, it, yeah. it would be a, such a shock to so many people. And, and, but Curtis is a great candidate because of uh, you know when you look at the Republicans, like you said, he's got a shot. Yeah, uh, the branding is great. Right. Take a guy, you know, like Katsimatidis, uh, a guy like right. that is. Uh, He's ugly, I'm afraid. I mean, I, 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 you yes. know, people find him ugly. Not me. I find him to be a perfectly attractive gentleman. Uh, however, uh, right. you know, it's uh, people find me ugly as well. So maybe I feel a oh, kinship. Oh, impossible. Uh, but but not as ugly as him. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> uh, I, I can't. Now I can't use any of this. I can't believe it. I mean, the guy's got too much money. I can't. Uh, he's, I, well, I mean, that's what that's what he has going for him is that he's a billionaire. Yeah. Anybody who's a billionaire, I figure, cannot really rightfully give a shit what I say about anything. I don't think that's fair. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. So don't worry about it.
So listen, here's an interesting thing about the city violence is that, uh, as today's New York Post points out, not every precinct is popping off. And uh, mm. there are seven New York City police precincts. They haven't had a single shooting this year. Seven. Wow. What are they? Uh, well, I'm, I'm interested to see if you could name any of them. Is it is it the one? Is it the one eleventh or the one o ninth? Nope. It isn't. Go fish. No, nope, wow. neither one of those. There's there's seven of them, and um, no, then I wouldn't even be able to tell you. No, what, they'd have to be five, like Staten Island. Five of them are in one is Staten Island, 123rd precinct. Okay. So that's one down, and now yeah, there's and now there's five are in Manhattan. Two are in Brooklyn. Five are in Manhattan. It's got to be like yeah. like the like the third, the third or the first. Nope. No, because that's Chelsea that's not, over there. Yeah. Well, actually, Chelsea is the tenth, and that is one of them. Oh, uh, Chelsea is the tenth. So, okay, I, then that's yeah, what I was thinking. Of. I'm right. sitting in the as we as we talk. I'm sitting in the tenth precinct, and there has not been. Wait, there hasn't been a shooting in Chelsea? Apparently not. What about Tribeca? Has there been a shooting I guess in there Tribeca? Has, but there has not been one in the sixth, wow. which is Greenwich Village. And that's and that's okay. sort of close. That's weird. Fourteenth precinct, Garment District, no shootings. That's very weird too. Seventeenth precinct in Midtown, no shootings. Uh, in Midtown Manhattan, seventeenth. Now that's one of several Midtown you know, precincts, I guess. The Midtown thing, I gotta think, is because it clears out after a certain hour. And, you know, you don't really get a lot of people late night walking around. The same for, like, the Garment area. The Garment District is over by the studio there. And, and you know, there's there's just homeless and fucking crackheads all over the place now. It just, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's just luck of the draw to some extent. I mean, I can't think of any reason why there wouldn't be one in Greenwich Village. I mean, Greenwich Village, there's... They have, you know, Washington Square. There's all the protests coming out of there. There's people there all hours until, you know, three, four, five o'clock in the morning walking around drunk. I don't know. It's all very, it, I don't know. It, it, I guess it's yeah. just luck of the draw. I, I chalk it. Right? it yeah, I, well, I, chalk, I chalk it all up to luck of the draw. One police source wasn't surprised. And he says, oh, uh, really? those are all, quote, he, he says they are soft houses. He says those are precincts. Where nothing really happens. He really? Was, uh, s yeah, he said some are uh, business districts, others are rich right. white areas. Uh, right. He goes, well, there's no obviously. crime in those precincts. We call them daddy boy precincts. That's where cops put their kids <laughs> so their sons don't get no action. Okay, ah, if you say so. I see. He said that people, people that know people on this job go to those houses. So uh, he calls mm -hmm. them houses. I that guess. makes uh, sense. Precinct houses, I guess, like uh, yeah, where, that's you they know, call them. They call yeah, them right. With daddy boy houses, meaning yeah, your son is a cop, and that's where you're going to make sure he goes, so he don't see no action. Right, right. Now, there's an assistant professor at John Jay College. Uh, he's an expert on New York City gun violence. Yeah, Chris Herman. He says yeah. all the typical gun violence problem areas in New York City have just kind of gotten worse, so the problem hasn't really spread. He said, to me, there's always been the silver lining in this kind of sad story. Uh, that is it. Rather, he says, at least the problem's not spreading. I don't know, but uh, look, I mean, uh, spreading. I mean, is that true? I mean, but, like, shootings aren't the only metric, though. Like, no. you know, uh, what, about armed what about armed robbery and muggings and shit? Like, I got to figure that that's going to be up in places in 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 nicer areas there may not be like a gang drive by or something but i'd have to think that you know robberies muggings 
you know assaults even assaults vandalism oh yeah vandalism i mean is is obviously a different category yeah i mean do we even count vandalism do they even is that even something they even 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 mark up anymore legal and encouraged right i mean that's that's yeah because that's the other thing so i you know just because somebody hasn't been shot does not necessarily mean that all is well in those areas compared to what it was five five or ten years ago just daddy boy houses that's all you know uh that'd be a good that'd be a good nycha how uh uh development wouldn't it the daddy boy houses the daddy boy house (laughs) now (laughs) you you might see also uh, now one thing you don't vandalize that is the blm uh uh, street mural up in front of trump tower don't touch that uh, they will they will get you i actually got a message from a guy the guy who 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 most recently vandalized it oh really yeah yeah his name's marky hut and you can follow him twitter at marky hut Marky. I know. M-A- it's Marky wow. with a Y. M-A-R-K-Y-H-U-T-T. Marky Hut. Huh. Am I missing As something in funny the in that? Like, jo- like is it? Is jo- it am Jabba. I missing some kind of a like one of those IP freely things or like? Uh, jo- it's like Jabba the Amanda Hug and Kiss or something. <laughs> well, the Huts in Star Wars were the H-U-T-T's. That's what. That's yeah. what they were. The, so I think his name must so, actually be Hut. I mean, the guy's very thin. He doesn't. Look, he looks nothing like Jabba the Hut. <laughs> he doesn't look like Jabba. But um, so wait, he was the most recent person to do it. Yeah. So it's been done. Three times now well, I, or four I, times? It's been done several, and he's the one who did... Saturday night, he did red paint, he said, and then he came back and did white paint. Okay. He's the one who was on the on actually on the ground, on the street, spreading it out, you know, like crawling around with his... Right. You know, smoothing it out with his arms and legs. And, and that's... If de, if de Blasio has any priority whatsoever as mayor of New York, it is making sure that the Black Lives Matter mural gets cleaned up the minute after somebody does something to it. If they if the entire city can be burned down. Oh, I thought it was I thought it was keeping New Yorkers no. safe. Oh, what do you have in mind? That's keeping way New Yorkers down. safe. It's what that's what he always <laughs> says. Yeah. Yeah. Always yeah. says that though. That's what's so galling about it. Like, oh yeah, get rid of the crime, anti-crime unit. That'll keep New Yorkers safe. Right. No, the, the, wear your mask. <laughs> he said the other day. He just there was I couldn't even believe it. It was like last week or something that he actually said, "Well, there have never been fewer people in our jails. We've we've emptied out Rikers Island and there are now fewer people in jail in New York City at any than any time in our history and we are all now safer for like he actually stood up and said that. I know we we actually have him on. Uh, I actually happen to have that recording oh. uh, nearby at the ready, oh. and uh, we we can all enjoy uh, the, that, that moment together. Yeah, uh, here we go, oh, right here. Yes, we now have fewer people in our jails than any any time. Any time since World War II, and we are safer for it. And oh, did he and get better hit? for it? Oh, okay. Oh, from the crowd applauding there. Yeah. Like, oh, sure, that's what they're. Yeah, that's. It. I'm not sure exactly how he equates that. Fewer people in the jails, so and we're safer and better for it. That's that same logic of like. Uh, you know, immigrants make us safer. Yeah. No, oh, because yeah. they inform on the other immigrants. Right, 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 right. They know about crime. They live around a lot of crime. They live around a lot of crime, but they tell us who the criminals are. So therefore it all works out in the end. Yeah, that's right. 
you know, it really is unbelievable to me that he could stand up That's right. and actually make a statement like that and not just have everybody around him. I, 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 I don't. I don't understand him. I can understand because he's 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 doing this for a reason, for political reasons. He has an, a vested interest in ensuring that that you know this narrative gets uh, go, gets put out there and whatever, true or not true. But I cannot believe that there are enough people around him, working for him, working in city hall, who are not saying to him. You can't say this. Like, you can't get up and say that. Like, presumably, somebody knew that that speech was going to be given on that day. Sure. Nobody said, listen, you, you can't actually say this. With crime stats every single week, week after week coming out, be getting worse and worse and worse. And people obviously feeling like the like the city is not safer. And statistically, it not being safer by any metric you cannot yeah. just say this. Uh-huh. How does he not have somebody around him They're to just, put they a wanna, stop to this? They want to keep their jobs. I guess. And uh, look, they, they know. Look, the way it goes is they say it, whether it's true or not. Right. It's just sure. what they, I mean, like, you just keep saying it. You, know, you just right. keep saying that the city is safer than it's ever been. Yeah. And, uh, and and that's it. That, that yeah. That's what makes that true is, is him it's saying just, it. It's just repeating you know, like, it. Uh, it also helps when you when you surround yourself on a on, on a you know platform there at a stage with actual criminals right. who are supposedly reform the violence interrupters right. of the world right. and shit like that you know who are like oh yeah yeah so and plus he can't be like we have fewer people in jails and prisons than we've had since World War Two and its city is still tolerably sort of safe right right. <laughs> You know, he it has to be like I fixed. Yeah, it. This is it. We're all everything is. I've solved the problem. Yeah, but it's like this is like Soviet shit. Like this is what the Soviet Union did. I mean, people need to understand where, that this isn't a Bill De Blasio creation. Like, yes, he's he is at sort of the vanguard of this. But this is this is what the Soviet Union did, which is why the Soviet Union collapsed. Because, you know, it's all about the lie and it's all about getting people to lie in unison and getting people to to know that you're lying, to know that they're being lied to, but not be able to do anything about it. That was the the central sort of power of the Soviet Union. It wasn't, you know, the military. It wasn't, you know, their their pristine ideology. It wasn't that so many people believed in 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 the Soviet experiment and wanted it to succeed that kept it going for so long, it was the lie. It was the fact that they were able to lie consistently to people because there's there's a demoralizing effect to that. Like when you are being lied to and you and you know you're being lied to, but you also know that you can't do anything about it. Psychologically, that's a very powerful thing, especially when it's put to a, you know, out to a crowd. I mean, even on a personal level, if you know that your boss is lying to you or you know that someone in your life is lying to you, but you, for whatever reason, aren't calling it out or aren't able to do anything about it, that is personally demoralizing. Yeah, sure. Now extrapolate that out to a state level because you feel like you have no power in that relationship. If somebody is, if you know that you are being lied to and you are not 
not calling it out and you're not able to do anything about it, then you are you are essentially giving up your power in that relationship. Now, you extrapolate that out to a, to a state level where you know that your leaders are lying to you. You know that the state is lying to you. You know that the media is lying to you, but you cannot do anything about it and you cannot say anything about it. Then what you end up with is mass demoralization and you end up in you end up really in a situation where people are are just they're, they're worn down and they just accept it until they can't accept it anymore. And you yeah. I, I mean, and that's the, and that's the Soviet Union. This is exactly what we're seeing sort of yeah. start to start to sprout here in New York and in the United States in general. You know, it's the lie. They want you to lie. They want you to they want they yeah. they they know that, you know, that they're lying, but they just don't care right. because what are you going to do? Right. Yeah, and they've got enough people agreeing and they right. really don't need that many. But I mean, like then you look at people like like me, I've got yeah. my wife flying to me, my <laughs> flying to me and the city and the state. There's you're about the only person who's honest with me, Thomas. Wow. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I must say, uh, I, I do have a great boss at Anthony Cumia, though. Uh, yes. I, oh, it, good. We, we're hitting the sixth anniversary for Compound. But uh, yeah, Crime Report on Compound is live every Thursday at 730. Hope you guys are watching it. I'm uh, I, I've never been more impressed with any boss I've ever had. The man is a, a legend and he's hilarious. And he's also lets me say whatever the fuck I want to say. Which is why we That's had uh, you know Ralph Friedman on. I hope everybody saw that episode on YouTube. Ralph Friedman and two other uh, great officers uh, of the law, which you should uh, you know I'll, I'll let you see. One of them won the Fox Patriot Award, uh, John oh, wow. Krapinski. Uh, and um, yeah, fantastic show. And more to come with more great New York City uh, police officers who uh, you know have retired and, and now retirements mm -hmm. man boy oh boy are they ever up yeah this they're is having to, to, uh, doing everything they can to, to prevent them from all just basically leaving the job at once you have a lot of experience it's leaving you have a lot of uh you know guys who uh you know know how the fuck things are to be done uh, going i don't know if they're even going to be they're obviously irreplaceable. I don't know if they're going to be replaced. Yeah, do like, I do like the podcast? Yeah, not the My man. Oh right! Oh yeah, the podcast. Thank you. The podcast is great. Come on, really? No, it's great. Oh, come it's on! It's one of the greatest things not... I've ever heard. No, <laughs> you so heard no it. laughing. No, you haven't heard. I've heard it. Come on, man. That's I, how I laugh. Yeah, I, That's no, a I real laugh. I know it is. I, I okay. believe you. It's a. I'm a very mirthful man. New York City Crime Report with Pat Dixon. Must tell the story of New York City crime at this time because you're right, shootings aren't everything. No. At least not in violent Brooklyn. Mm. Thursday morning at 2.35, a 37-year-old white male, Maceo Brown, was in a Prospect Park on a date with a female near the skating rink when a black male in his 20s approached and stabbed him in the muffa chest. Oh, no. Investigation is ongoing. Oh, dear. I don't see much of a motive there, except the guy was just wrong place, wrong time. And uh, yep. it cannot impress your date if you get stabbed in the chest. It's going to no, that's not, the, that is a severe cock block. Yeah, I mean, you might get a sympathy blowjob out of it, though. You, you know, <laughs> yeah, after yeah, I'm afraid you're going to lose vital vital fluids or something. You know, <laughs> you, like, you need all the vigor. Right, you, sure can. you need all the fluids you can. No, maybe maybe after maybe in the hospital a few hours uh, later. You're not, you can blow him, but don't make him come. <laughs> Do not make him come. It's dangerous for him to come. Everybody, you come, the blood starts spurting out of everywhere and shit. It's like you just 
because it does make you your heart beat faster if it's done right now. Uh, now Wednesday night, in violent half past ten at the Williamsburg house, as a man was shot at 184 Stag Walk, and the motive. Prior dispute over sneakers. sneakers. Shocking. Why do they always shoot each other over sneakers? I don't know. What, In this case, witness a Chardet. Do you pronounce S-A-D-E? S-A-D-E, is that always pronounced Chardet? Chardet. Like the singer? Chardet? Chardet. Chardet Newberry says she saw her neighbor, 40-year-old Lakeem Green, involved in a dispute with the 27-year-old victim, Mark Bethea. The argument was over a pair of sneakers which the victim had purchased and given to Lakeem Green's uncle, Michael Green. What? She then saw Lakeem Green display a firearm and discharge shots at the victim. Newberry said that she helped the victim into her apartment possibly identified Lakeem Green as the shooter. Lakeem Green has 29 priors. Oh. So, yeah, uh, apparently the guy, the victim, had purchased a pair of sneakers and given them to Lakeem Green's uncle, uncle, Michael Green. Now, I don't know how could they be uh, fighting over that. I'm not sure. Like, those sneakers were supposed to be for me. Why'd you give them to my uncle? Oh. Now you're going to die. <laughs> I fired shots at him, and, and you know, there, there you go. Now, more, now more violent, violent Brooklyn. Brooklyn. In Brownsville, 1718. Brownsville. Brownsville. 20 to 8 on the 29th in the 73rd precinct. 18-year-old Najai Sims was at home with Darren, a man only identified as Darren. Uh, when 18-year-old Jaheem Angel knocked on the door, a Wu Gang member and her ex-boyfriend, oh, they both make him dangerous, she told him to get lost. He became the Hulk, started kicking the door, eventually gained entry by force. Sims darted into a nearby bathroom, and Angel was close behind, kicked down the bathroom door, and once inside, he fired a single round from an unknown caliber firearm into oh. the wall. Just fired okay. into the wall. So okay. still in trouble, but you know, I guess he thought he didn't kill anybody. He probably said, "Yeah, next time this wall will be you, bitch." Yeah. More violent yeah. Brooklyn in East New York, just after three and the seven five. Uh, 185 Wartman, a male black in his 30s to 40s, was slumped on the 14th floor stairwell B in the Linden Houses. A man was mm-hmm. in the sitting position, had suffered head trauma. EMS responded. He was pronounced DOA. Well, he was pronounced dead on the scene, actually. Possibly he'd fallen and injured his head to death. Oh, boy. Uh, no further signs of criminality. It looks like he fell down some stairs or some shit. Probably all so, high. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. He will be missed. <laughs> he will be. <laughs> By someone. By many. I'm sure. All of the projects will be taking a day off from work tomorrow in order to honor him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's just like it's just like George Floyd <laughs> just all like over George again. Flo- it is George Floyd all over again. Yeah, what's with these stairs? We want all these stairs knocked down. No more falling hazards. Think of all the falling downstairs that happens. Do you know that more black people fall down the stairs than white people, even though they make up less of the population? They're a constructive. Of, of white oppression. What about heart disease? Uh, they are they are a symbol of white supremacy. Yeah, they reek of it. Yep. No stairs, yep. no escalators. Nothing, nothing. Another tool of white supremacy that needs to be uh, needs to be dismantled. Other ones too. Uh huh. Sausage. There you go. Sugary soda. Yeah. White supremacy. Diabetes is a white supremacist ailment. White supremacy. Sausage. White, white supremacy. Sugary soda. White, white supremacy. Diabetes. It, it's deliberate. Yes. Yeah, so to get their feet cut off, their toes. They have Sometimes to, their feet. You gotta get a leg up. removed. They Nobody wants that. They die young. <laughs> COVID is a racist disease. Yeah, too. I heard that. Now, Tuesday, quarter to nine. On the two five uh, lines. Uh, 
a track fire was reported. Uh, that was uh, quarter to nine Tuesday. And an unknown male perpetrator, he set a pillow on fire, threw it onto the tracks before getting on a southbound train and fleeing to parts unknown. Man was described as a black male, 5'6", black shirt, blue shorts, and slippers. Considered to be possibly homeless. Right. Well, okay. So he was basically dressed in a bathrobe and slippers. And... He had a pillow with him. He and he lit it. He burned his pillow. When when a homeless guy burns his pillow, I think it's like yeah, a rite of passage. I was gonna say this seems a little strange. This is almost like performance art. He's <laughs> man. I hate this pillow. <laughs> I set it on fire. It's my, my pillow. pillow. So so what happened? There was just it was just a the pillow burnt itself out. They put out the fire. Everything's fine. Yeah, they're looking for the gun. The fire department came, and that was in. Uh, this is where the show gets fun. That was in the 67th precinct, where the commanding officer is the inspector Elliot Colon. Now, New York City Crime Report spotlight is on the 67th precinct. Uh, it serves oh. a region in the center of Brooklyn, comprising East Flatbush and uh, Remsen or Remsen Rems- Village. Yeah. Uh, And uh, 67th Precinct, not favorably reviewed on Yelp, based on five reviews, one star out of five. Now, come on. I don't see how it could be a fair assessment. (laughs) You know how it goes. Only the angriest of the angry. Actually leave those reviews. Yeah, you got to cut them some slack. Yeah. I mean, if if the good officers who work in that neighborhood, they help you out, you typically would just say, thank you. Thank you. You go on with your life. Rarely do you actually go and leave a review for them. He was very friendly. Absolutely right. So let's look. At, let's look at a couple of reviews and see if we think that they're fair. Okay. Let's see, this let's one see. is from uh, Rio Rio A of the Boogie D. Okay. Uh, when my neighbor, on a consistent basis, believe that they pay their taxes, what this give them the right to play their stereo all night long, wee hours of war in the morning, over seventy dB all night long. So I called the sixty seventh precinct. Mm-hmm. This this does read like fucking. Poetry. Yeah, it's so far. NYC buildings, particularly clusters of them, are a growing source of noise complaints. They are. Although the current code of 45 decibels, it has been interpreted to apply only to a single unit house, could be generating 60 decibels of sound. What the fuck? But there would be no violation unless a single unit is creating more than 45 decibels. The updated code will create a uniform standard of 45 decibels per house unit and mandate that existing units that exceed 50 decibels in the aggregate reduce their output by 5 decibels. You're over 70 decibel. This is called noise <laughs> pollution because of their <laughs> empty. You are a retard. It's retard. truly what I call a quality of life issue when a disturbance of the peaceful night rest is never achieved because of lack of policing of noise pollution. Okay. The community board follows the advice of the police. Thus, in 67 Precinct, its citizens feel it free to party all night long, for as it's a cultural thing. The excuse is that crime is at its all-time, and noise is not as important. But in Midwood, where noise is enforced, property value is higher. Wow. So that's Rio A of the Boogie D. Okay, so I kind of, I agree with this guy. I think this guy's on the right track. I think this sounds like a solid citizen here. Uh, He's, he's... He's solidly illiterate. He he may not be literate in any real functional sense, but I but I understand where he's what he's getting at. He sounds like he's very he he sounds like he lives next to a bunch of you know 
urban youth, and he uh, and he's a little fed up with all their partying and so on and so forth. He calls the cops because he wants to get a good night's sleep because presumably no, too much too much dis- disturbance of a peaceful night rest. Exactly. That's where I got that. That's that. That's what that sounded like to me. Like he needed his peaceful night rest. Yes. Also, imagine if he called and explained himself in this manner, you would just be Who, like, what? Uh, "This sounds more like a three one one thing." Yeah, like, yeah. We don't know what you're yeah. saying. So, so he he's made law complaint. I mean, uh, noise complaints, and the police are like, "Listen, there's real fucking crimes in the city now, so we can't be bothered with this bullshit." And he's like, "This is fucked up. the The other people in these other neighborhoods." have better noise enforcement and their property values are going up and uh you know this fucking yeah, sucks it's not so much about the noise enforcement it's probably about the people in those neighborhoods not being the kind of people who make as right, much noise right there's that too yes let's it, face the, it the truth yes. is the, the the legislation changed that they can no longer make you turn your stereo down. Oh, really? They just can't. The police are not really? the police are not allowed to make you turn I didn't, it down. I, I they didn't can't know they that. can come and ask you to yeah, that changed about a year, maybe a year and a half ago. Really? That they, uh, it was definitely in 2019 or late 18, maybe. They said, you can't make them turn the stereo down. And that's a fact. So no. this guy is not in the know. This was, and now let's look at some of his other reviews, though, and see okay. if he's equally uncharitable. Yeah, he... Now, he says, this is for Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. He says, it's the first Dunkin' Donuts spot before finding parking before taking that brisk 10-minute walk to work. This morning, I ordered an egg and cheese was the choice I made from the menu. (laughs) Toasted English muffins offer on the menu. Uh, After parking and walking to my station, I open my bag after a sip of hot black coffee that gets me running. I took a bite into the muffin. My brain registered mole. Uh, The muffin was taken out after 30 days or more in the store. The manager could not sell it fast enough. Sold me moldy English muffin. Wrong move. Wish I took a picture. My friend gave it to a seagulls. They loved it. Oh, okay. So, uh, so, so one hand, you will jump to the fence of that. They inadvertently is doing me a favor by feed me mole or mole bread that I would get a shot of penicillin wrong again. This is the South Bronx. Make sure you service is on point. Uh, it, is this what you want? Is a reputation because I am a drive-through? I get the worst service. Shame, shameless, shameful, shame. We should strike you for treating your for for treating your base customer. Uh, how would you like it if no one uses your drive-through? Stop treating us drivers this way. This is your last warning. Stop it. Shame, shame, shame. <laughs> So we sta- so it's, we see that he's stable. He's not only illiterate, you he's perfectly stable. Can you even just imagine living or working there and having to deal with people like this? this just being surrounded cuz I feel like this is just very like he's not out of the ordinary for what's over. Could you imagine that? Here's a review from from Bear Burger, uh, Thomas. I, I have Oh, he went reviews. to he went to Bear Burger too? He went to Bear Burger and 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 by the way, the Well, Bear Burger is one of my favorite places, so I'd like so I'm really curious to hear what he has to say about Bear Burger. Well, it's very short and sweet. Okay. He says, don't come here if you want Swiss cheese. They don't have any on the menu. Truly minus menu. They don't. One star. He's right. There's the Bear Burger does not have any Swiss cheese. A one star rating based on that. You know, they don't have Swiss cheese. One star. 
One star, my only criteria, no Swiss cheese. <laughs> I was going to say, is that all he cared about going to Bear Burger was getting some Swiss cheese? He says now five guys, okay? They don't have Swiss cheese either, five uh -oh, guys. Uh-oh, uh-oh. He says more training needed for employers cashed slash milkshake maker. Sanitation rule <laughs> one, handlers of the filthy lurker shouldn't be handle money. But New York, don't call foul, nor do I on that count. However, my milkshake was made running over the cup. I was handed a dripping cup. Hence, I dropped all over the counter and floor to the table, dripping as I sipped a dripping milkshake Dear. all over the dripping place. Ugh. Train such persons to clean the cups before handing to its customers. One star, because they gave him too much milkshake. I mean... So there you wow. go. So, so uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, there's more. I, I have more, but I'm not going to read guy, them. Because it, you so wait, this guy They're is, similarly weird. He's uh, a... R-E-O-A of the Boogie D. I mean, do we want to guess his national... He's Spanish. He's probably... R-E-O. Seems as if he drives a cab. Uh, Definitely a driver. So, anyway, in light of all this, I, and, and, a, and a couple more reviews for the 67th yeah. Precinct, I thought were a little bit... Like, like one was that the secretary had on a purple sweater, and uh, she was a kind of a bitch and then this one guy comes the officer thank god he came he was great he was a saving grace one star well no but you had a halfway good experience i know like come on i know i know <laughs> yeah. i know that purple sweater bitch yeah, okay ruined it I left my own review for 67th Precinct. The men and women who work in this precinct, I said they are among the among the finest people in the city. Officers here have taken an oath to protect the public, and especially in today's environment when police are blamed for virtually everything and can be charged criminally and held civilly liable, literally for doing their jobs correctly. Police face challenges every day, which the rest of us can hardly imagine. I said people in the NYPD put their lives on the line while doing a tough and dangerous job. That's never been a cliche, and the risks they face are more palpable in 2020 than ever before. Support them, respect them, and pray for them. Five stars. Now, the 67th Precinct for my one five-star rating has a one-and-a-half-star nice. rating. So I took it up by a half-star. Hey, That's the power of Yelp and the power of Good. the people. Uh, yeah, so it's in our hands to support the police. Is what I'm trying to say, it's in our hands. So go out and go out and give them a few reviews. Why the hell give not? Them, give them some good reviews, everybody out there. Why not? You know, Do it. 67th Precinct, and you, you know how you find it. You just Google 67th Precinct, and you're fucking there. That's how easy it is. Boom. Uh, I, I, I'm mighty proud of myself. Done. Feeling good. It makes me feel good. To uh, you know, I mean, like, look, yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure that the police are really concerned about their Yelp review uh, rating and everything. But uh, <laughs> that's right. their top priority. Well, you know, it doesn't hurt, no. right? Let's sign off. I gotta yeah. go. Uh, <laughs> thank yeah. you, Thomas Paladino. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. And there you go. Uh, ooh.